You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to Splash. <laughs> so exciting. Barbara and I are here and we are so excited about our guest today. And you guys are going to get just splashed with love and laughter and wisdom from this lady. Her name is Cheryl Hendry. Yay! Cheryl Hendry's in the house. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about women in the workforce. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Skip One because she is on our board of directors. Um, having a plan, but being open to God changing that plan, being intentional everywhere we go. So this is going to be an awesome time with Cheryl. Just to give you a little update on her, Cheryl is a wife. She's a mom with two sons and one daughter, while also serving as the owner and CEO. Yes, she is a girl boss, people. Just hold on. She has a very successful branding and advertising company called Brand Taylors. She's an adjunct professor at Chapman University. So this, you guys got to go check this out because I got to speak at your class. Remember that? Yeah, that I was kind of cool. <laughs> and she's on the board, like I said, of directors of Skip One, and she's an advisor to the annual national student advertising competition. She's a regular speaker. And she organizes TED Talks, Woo-hoo. which is how I got my first TED Talk. Thank you, Cheryl so Hendry. <laughs> um, and what's amazing is through all of these different roads and angles, I cannot wait to share the most about our divine appointment and Absolutely. how we met. It is the best story. It is. Right? I love it. It is the best story. Yeah. Because it truly was God's plan for you two to meet. So we just want to welcome right now you- Cheryl yeah. to the Splash Zone. Thank you. I feel splashy. <laughs> <laughs> So do you remember when I told you? Yes, I did. It was uh, a business meeting. Yes. And you were invited. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to be there, but somebody didn't show up. And the two of you. Yeah, the owner of the company. <laughs> <laughs> so there you were. And was... you introduced yourselves and nobody showed up. It, it was just it the was two of you. crazy. Yeah. No, but we have to share the story. Yeah. yeah. So tell what happens. Okay, so. I'm supposed to be meeting Shalene through this this company mm-hmm. that the owner doesn't show up. And so I remember walking into this giant boardroom looking for him. And here's Shalene sitting all by herself. and Big conference table. Big, Huge. big, big, big. Yeah. And I said, are you Shalene? She said, yes. Are you Cheryl? I said, yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're supposed to meet, but the owner isn't here. So let's just sit down. And... You were there because he wanted us to talk about, I think, one of the movies that you were producing mm-hmm. and some marketing help with that. Right. I will never forget this. And so you start talking about it. You open up your laptop and you're, you're into it for maybe 45 seconds. And, and then you just stop. And it's like this dead pause. I think, what did I do? And you shut your laptop and you say, I don't think I'm here today to talk to you about this movie. I think I'm here to talk to you about a charity that I just started and yeah. it's called skip one and it just tingles going down my back crazy crazy because what she didn't know was that several years before my daughter at the time was 12 years old I remember it specifically I was ironing she was watching um what's it called the MTV Sweet 16 yeah I remember it specifically because I was ironing and that's the last time I ironed and that was about 10 years ago now (laughs) so I'm watching her watch this little girl 16 year old have a hissy fit on the show because she wanted a BMW convertible and all she got was a Mustang for her 16th birthday (laughs) so I'm making a beeline for the TV thinking how do I explain this to my daughter and before I even get to the TV to turn it off 
she turns to me and goes, Mommy, I don't want to do anything like that when I'm 16. I want to go feed people in a poor country for my 16th birthday. Mm. And I couldn't believe she said it. I ran to get a pen and asked her to put it in writing because I didn't think she would <laughs> stick to no it. No car on the 16th <laughs> right. birthday, yeah. But that was, she was 12. And so four years later, it's her, it's the year that she was going to turn 16. And she was very involved with dance at the time. And I was, of course, doing crazy work. And I kept looking for something to go on, a trip or something with these different organizations. And nothing was working out with timing or anything. So... I literally had to tell my daughter about a month before her birthday that I was unable to find a missions trip for her and I to go on together. Talk right. about feeling like the worst mom in the world. Like right? She only gave you four years. Sure. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So I said, we're still going to do it. We'll go somewhere. It's just not going to happen before your birthday, blah, blah, blah. So, and she was fine with it. Back to Shalene. So <laughs> Shalene tells me that She's starting this charity called Skip One. And before she even really explains what it is, she goes, and we're going to Haiti in a few weeks, and I think I'm supposed to ask you to come. Amazing. So weird. I said, asked, when are you going? And she said, we're leaving October 26th. And I lost it. She starts to, she bursts into tears. She's like, (gasps) and she bursts like, what? Is this had a bad day for you? And it was my daughter's, that's my daughter's 16th birthday. She goes, no, actually, that's Aaron's 16th birthday. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And Uh, so literally, I think three weeks later, we all meet at 5 a.m. at the airport. Yeah, we did. LAX, baby. And we're on our way to uh, the Dominican Republic in Haiti. And that was my first uh, introduction to Skip One. So what's crazy is... Blake was turning 13 on November 13th. That's it was right. his golden birthday. And he did not watch the MTV thing, but he had come up to me and said, you know, Mom, I think I need to join you on that Haiti trip. And I'm like, no. So he goes, no, I'm going to skip my 13th birthday. I'm going to join you. I want to go and see what you do. And I said, listen, son. I said, I'm taking a boatload of people, even this lady I don't even know with her daughter. <laughs> and I go, I, ha- I have to next time I want to check it out I've never been there and I'm in my head I'm thinking you bite your nails we're going to these AIDS hospitals you got open sores you're going to get AIDS I don't want to babysit you but of course that was my inside voice and he goes well mom I think you should pray about it and I'm like listen son I don't need to pray about it okay I I didn't say that but in my mind he goes and maybe call dad so of course I'm like, okay, Blake, I'll pray about it and I'll, I'll talk to dad, son, but my answer is no right now. Okay. So we give me a little more notice next time. So of course I get on the phone to Bryce and I go, I got to tell you a funny story. So besides the lady I'm taking with her daughter, who's turning 16, now Blake asked to skip his 13th birthday. How sweet. I said, it's not happening. I go, I do not need to have a group of 15 people and try to watch Blake. So I just need you to be on the same page with me because when he, you get home, he's going to pounce on you to go to Haiti. And Bryce goes, are you serious? He goes, I know. I'm dead serious. <laughs> this is crazy. And he goes, no, Shalene, are you serious? And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, if our son wants to skip his 13th birthday and join you in Haiti to feed the poor, he's going. And I'm like, Bryce, like you're killing me. You get sick before the Africa trip and now you're going to send me alone with my 13-year-old. You know what I mean? Like I remember being so hot about it. And he goes, Shalene, he's traveling with the king of the universe. And a mama bear like you, I think he's going to be just fine. But I remember going, well, Cheryl, we're kind of like soul sisters forever now because if our kids die and you and me in Haiti, I mean, I'd never been there. This is a month before the earthquake hit. Mm -hmm. It was like a big deal, you know? And so we 
get on the plane with our kids. <laughs> this trip literally not only changed my life in terms of re- recognizing how much um, I had kind of lifted my kids up and had them on a, on a pedestal and recognizing that, Shalene, you're not in charge of your children. God knows how many hairs are on their head. He knows how many days they're going to be here. If it's in Haiti or if it's at the mailbox, God can take them at the mailbox. You don't have to be in another country. But I didn't realize how fearful I was until Blake asked to go on that trip. And that trip went on to really change my son's life. He went on to a senior year of high school in 2015, getting his whole senior class with his buddy Ryan Hippler to skip their homecoming float and raise 10 grand and build a kitchen in North India. All because way back here, God started planning seeds and I almost trumped it like I, I'm not talking politics sorry I almost <laughs> interfered with it <laughs> I almost got in the way of that and God really as moms we need to be so careful yet you were cool with it the whole time with Aaron yeah I probably didn't think about it as much as you did <laughs> <laughs> you were just smooth I just knew I had to come through for her somehow so yeah, and you did 16 this was a big one that mm-hmm. was a big one it yeah. was but a desire of hers at 12 years old. And then you remembered that. Yes. That, that, that dream of hers. And then God just made it all happen on her birthday, on her 16th birthday. That's right. I mean, that's just amazing. No, like we literally flew out on her day. I know. Like we all sang happy birthday in LAX. That's right. I think we got her a Twinkie, you know, and then we <laughs> hopped on a plane because we didn't know what was going to be over there. I mean, I was too afraid, actually, I'm going to be really honest here, to stay in Haiti with the team. So we stayed on the Dominican Republic side. And then we cross the border and go into the forbidden land. Yeah. And as you said, that was before the earthquake. Right. Uh I mean, Haiti was hell on a good day. Yeah. I mean, I could not believe just the oppression. I couldn't believe how they had to check our buses with guns and everything because they were afraid people were trying to get into the DR. And I feel like the DR got gypped in that earthquake too a little bit because here's this little, little island in the Caribbean and this earthquake hits and everyone's talking about Port-au-Prince. The whole island got rocked, the whole island. And what was amazing was these people who did want to get out of Haiti, the churches and the doors that were open in the DR for them to come over and get health care and get treatment and get food and water was all on the Dominican Republic side. And it was really neat. And that's how we ended up meeting Elfies. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sad I wasn't on that trip. That mm, trip, but Barbara. Was, but you met her the trip? second time. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. You got to meet her the yeah, second time. Yeah. On Dominican but Mother's Elfies. Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So Elfies, I have to tell you, her, her picture still hangs in my office to this day. Um, there's only one other woman who has that same picture hanging in her office, and that's Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. And I know that because she gave me the picture, because <laughs> this woman is literally became my inspiration of why I get up every day, and I will fight, and I will be an advocate for these moms um, who are just trying to put food and clean water on the table for their children. But while we were walking through the villages, and you went with yes. us. And didn't she move from the previous village that she was in? Did she? I don't think so, or because you, we for some, another her. divine appointment, I don't know how, but I remembered how to get back. Yes, yes, you did. Which, she, uh, Cheryl was Bear grills. I, she absolutely remembered how to get back to this woman's house, which blew my mind. She goes, no, I think we go here, and then we go here. I know. That was crazy. It is. I can't find my own way to my bathroom. <laughs> so so, so let, me, let me tell the story, and then I would love 
your commentary on your, the way you remembered it. But when we get there to give some food packs to the families, I had Blake with me and Cheryl and I are walking and John Pierre was our interpreter. And as we go up to this shack of a home, this, this beautiful young woman is standing there with two cute little children by her sides, mm-hmm. and they invite us in. And I said, oh, are those her children, John Pierre? And he quickly interprets. He says, she actually has three children, the two by her side and a 13-year-old daughter. And I'm like, shut up. Where is she? Because my 13-year-old mm-hmm. son's right here. Her 16-year-old daughter, Aaron's right here. They can meet. And I was thinking, what a good thing for Blake to see teenagers, mm-hmm. like how they live and what they do. All of a sudden, the mood in this little hut changed. And in that moment, I was bilingual. I'll be really honest. I had no idea what she was saying, but it was almost like the bond of a mom completely transcended language. He starts interpreting to her. She starts saying something back. She starts crying. I start crying. And he looks at me and he says, Shalene, I'm sorry. Um, Her daughter's not here. Um... And I go, what do you mean she's not, you know me, I'm Italian. Like, what do I ask questions sometimes? I'm like, what do you mean she's not here, John Pierre? Like, we'll go get her. Is she at her school? And he's like, no, no, Shalene. And he grabs my hand, like, mm-hmm. shut up, Shalene. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He goes, no. You know, Elfis was in a very difficult and desperate situation. She said she could barely find enough food to feed her little family. And she, they were dying. They could barely get one meal a week. And so she had to sell her daughter to save the others. What? Like, what did you just say? I've never in my life in, in, in America heard someone say that. I had to sell my daughter. She had to sell the daughter to save the little ones because she was about to die and leave all three of them. So, you know, this is what happens with this sex trafficking and stuff. They say, listen, I'll give your daughter a bed. I'm going to give her food. She's going to get a place to eat. And um, I'll, I'll give you 25 bucks for her. And I just, in that moment, I, my first response was, well, where is she? Go I got her. sure we'll go get yeah, her. Go like get SEAL her. Team 6. Right. Let's drop in. You know, and, and John Pierre goes, Shalene, she, she mm. doesn't know. No. She's in Haiti somewhere. They don't know where she is. She hasn't seen her. And I grabbed her, Elfis, and I hugged her so tight as if my hug could bring her daughter back. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was squeezing her, staring at your mm. daughter, Aaron, staring at Blake going, they, are, they have no idea what's going on right now. And this woman truly has become my inspiration to be an advocate for the least of these. It's like there is no reason in 2018 that children should not have clean water and food to eat when America is overfed and unconcerned, and we need to skip that. And this isn't a commercial for Skip One, but just so you know, at skipone.org, we give away 100% of all public donations. So if you were to skip something there and donate at Skip One, it goes to help feed moms so they can feed their children because you skipped your lunch. So it's... It's been really cool watching how people have caught on um, and started splashing, not just here in America, but around the world. So moms like Elfis can feed their children. I mean, can we step up and do that as women? I got home from that Haiti trip and I I literally couldn't get to Barbara's fast enough and tell her about my encounter with Elfis and how we need to, you know, skip for moms this Mother's Day and we have to do something and we mm-hmm. need to go back. And then, like you mentioned, the earthquake hits. Mm-hmm. Well, then now we really have to go back. And I remember Blake saying, Mom, we got to go back. <laughs> I mean, where are they? What happened? Where, where do you think they're going to be? And we take a trip back. And this time, Buddy joins us, right? Yeah. And I wanted you guys, you two, to share. I wanted you to share um, what happened when we found Elfis again. 
thanks to Cheryl's GPS. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I didn't really think that I was going to meet her. I wanted to meet her so bad. And I remember we were in the bus, and, you know, again, we were trying to figure out where she lived. Um, and you got just led us right to her home. And I remember the two of you um, just went up to her home and... and um, Remember we brought flowers? We brought and, flowers yeah. for Mother's Day, and this beautiful woman walked through the curtain, and she was holding this baby. Brand new baby. Brand new baby. That was a little baby. And oh, the baby was just adorable, just so, so cute. And there she was. There mm. was Alfie's. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, you know, basically were loving on her and talking to her. And it was and amazing. It was, she recognized so us and right away. Did. Yeah, she totally did. I mean, it was, yeah, it was great. I still can't figure out how I got us there. I truly am the worst with directions. And Everything looks the same there. It's all one bad hut after another, right? right? And it's not, they don't have street signs. No. They barely have streets. I have no, no idea. Even Jean-Pierre didn't Jean know. Jean-Pierre didn't know. No, I said right. that was just like, wow, once in my life, God, thank you. I know where I'm going. <laughs> no, it was almost like he lit up the path. Because yeah. right. not only did you know where you were going, you were like, boom, right, left, straight, straight, <laughs> left, left, right. I know. It was crazy. It was really crazy. Mm. And yeah. we all followed you because we knew you knew. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I think she knows where she's going, but for, for only being there once, it was I like know. you had laser focus. And it was two years later, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mother's it was, Day. It, but it was, it was yeah. Mother's Day. It was so we weird. Went. We got there the Mother's Day of the Dominican Republic. That mm-hmm. was their official Mother's Day. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, Which boy. Which is crazy. That is good. Yeah. We loved uh, on her. She mm-hmm. was so, gosh, the whole neighborhood came and watched. I know. It was beautiful. I think it's dangerous when we take our eye off the poor because we think that this is normal here in Mm -hmm. America, that this is the way we live. And I think one thing that Elfice really did for me personally in my own soul searching is I used to look at women like that in magazines at the doctor's office or a commercial and I'd turn the channel because I'd feel uncomfortable. Um, And I would think that's her emergency. Like, it's not my emergency. I got to save my money for my kids. What if they get sick or they get cancer? Or what if my husband leaves me? Or what if I can't make the mortgage? Or what if, you know, my car blows up? And so, sorry, I mean, I feel bad for you, lady, but that's not my emergency. And I was dead mm. wrong about that. Mm. The Bible says, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you didn't do for me. See, if having to sell your child isn't an emergency, what is? No kidding. That's an emergency. This woman is in an emergency situation. And here we are, overfed and unconcerned in America, and we need to skip that. And so for me, I recognize now that God's going to provide. If I have a need like that in my life, God's like, I'm your provider, Shalene. I'm in the victory business. I win. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I got you. But don't you dare turn a blind eye to this. And so I want to encourage people listening today to maybe just even splash out across the street to your neighbor. They mm-hmm. could be a paycheck away from being homeless and you don't even know it. Maybe bring them a thing of groceries. I mean, you don't need to go to the ends of the earth. Why don't you go across the street or be a guest chef like we do at a mm-hmm. homeless shelter? Mm-hmm. But I want to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and maybe come face to face with compassion because it gives you vision. It allows you to see things that you never saw before. You know, it's even what it reminded me of was um, even children uh, in school, you don't know where your classmates live. Mm. And remember? <gasps> yes. And, and oh. um, children being homeless and they don't invite their friends 
for sleepovers. To, for sleepovers, and their friends don't know anything about them. That they live in a homeless that shelter. That they live in a homeless shelter. And, uh, oh, I don't know. It just, you don't know anything about someone. It's just to give somebody a smile mm-hmm. or just to be kind or just to be loving on somebody. You don't know what that's going mm-hmm. to do. And that kind and of especially splash for literally ripples yeah. into their life. Because when we were at that homeless shelter Barbara's referring to, we're guest chefs every Christmas morning at this shelter in Glendale. And there was a little girl's bed. And, and, and mind you, she's sharing the bed with some on the other side. It comes up three feet. You can look right over at the person that's homeless sleeping on the bed. And, yeah, you have to be drug tested to get in and all that. But I'm still thinking there's no way I'm letting my little kids spend the night here, right? But she had on this little board, student of the week. Oh. Mm. <sighs> little thing posted up there, student of the week. And I'm like, she's a little student of the week and no one even knows. Like, she can't bring Mm -hmm. her friends over for Mm -hmm. popcorn movie night. Let's paint each other's nails. Mm -hmm. You know, come on over and swim in the backyard. My dad's going to barbecue. None of that. So Barbara is so right. You don't know if the person next to you needs a splash from you until you actually see them and love on them and laugh and share, listen to their story. It's it's life-changing. It's literally life-changing to think that this woman, Elfie's, changed my whole life on the other side of the world. I would have never thought this woman had anything to offer to me. And that was my arrogance, thinking I'm going to go over there and, oh, I'm going to come over the big American and change something. No, no, she changed me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage you to come face-to-face with compassion this week, because when you do, you're actually coming face-to-face with Jesus. I want to transition for a minute into the workplace now. Because here you are as a CEO, you have a heart of gold, but yet we live in America and we've got to make money, right? You don't work, you don't eat. And I feel like when I read Proverbs 31, woman, that's you. Mm. I do. I, I just, I love it. And here you are running an ad agency and I get a phone call from you. No, a text super early. It was like 530 in the morning. She's like, are you up? I have some really great news. I'm like, I'm up now. I'm always up for really great news. I don't drink coffee, you guys, just so you know, listening. I'm actually really like this all the time. Um, so I was so excited. I pop up and will you share with our friends listening like what happened? Yes. Oh my goodness. How you use your company in such an amazing way? Yes. So this just, I mean, this is literally just last week, no, I right? Know. Live, baby. So um, my agency has taken on a new client that's a uh, restaurant group, and they have about 98 restaurants, mostly in the Northwest. And it's pretty well known up there. It's, it's a, you know, pie coffee house. It's called Sherry's. And um, we were just, we're just taking them on. And part of our responsibility is also to help align with public relations and, and align with local charities and this and that. Well, this is the funny part. And I don't know if Matt's yeah, tell heard Matt. this. Okay, yeah. Matt's, our director Matt's gonna listen. Yeah. So Matt, this is for you. <laughs> so um, we're sitting in a meeting, and I'm trying to discuss uh, creative with them for the the first commercial, and they had been having issues with the quality of their food and the perception, et cetera. So I said, you know, there's there's this concept where you can be cutting up the food in the kitchen, and then this waitress can take it and open the door and walk out and and basically be handing it to your customers and it'll surprise people because they thought you know it was a much higher end restaurant and I said I've got a commercial that's very similar to that that I want you to see so you can get the idea for it and so I play the infamous skip one commercial that, that Matt created, created yes. so amazingly and um, Brilliant. 
And they loved it. And they said, oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. So now backward into the talking about the charities, et cetera, um, the gal in my office that was going to present charities before she even starts, he said, I just want to do this, that skip one thing. He said, I just think that that's really cool because you said it's a hundred percent pass through and it's really local and we can really get into it. And do they do anything in the States too? And I said, yeah, we, we certainly do. We, you know, feed the homeless and work with the homeless and a lot of other things. And he said, oh, that's great. There's a lot of homeless in the Northwest. So that would be terrific. (laughs) But I love the whole kitchen story about how you build kitchens and how far a dollar can go. So uh, you don't need to show me anything. I just want to do that. Mm. Wow. And it was amazing. Talk about another amazing thing because I didn't even ask him. Right. I didn't even present it as an option. So God just showed up again. Amen. And I it love happened. It. So, so that's why you're lucky I didn't call you at like midnight. I, I would have <laughs> taken the call. I, I would have taken the call. It's just, I think sometimes women get criticized or they get challenged or there's a backlash sometimes when they are in the workplace. And yet, God says, be in the world, not of it. Or whatever Mm -hmm. work we're doing, do it all in the Mm -hmm. name of the Lord, right? How have you been able to navigate that? Because it's not like you have some Christian company. You're a Christian Mm. who happens to be a CEO of a very successful, you know, brand agency, Brand Taylors. So tell me how you navigate that. Yeah. So, you know, you have a husband that happens to be in the legal world, so he knows what this is about. (laughs) You know, there are things that you literally cannot say as the owner of a company or as a management to your staff that uh, later on could come back to bite you that if you let them go for some reason, they could come back and say, she let me go because she's clearly a Christian and knew that I wasn't, et cetera. So there's all sorts of things like that, that you have to be careful and cautious of, which kind of breaks my heart. But, um, I've been able to just be myself, especially the last 10 years or so, as I've just gotten a lot older and wiser. (laughs) How long have you had Brand Taylors, by the way? 28 years. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, I started when I was 12. (laughs) Anyway, I kind of love to fall back on St. Francis of Assisi, who says, preach the gospel at all times when necessary, use words. So I kind of adopted that philosophy in the workforce. And um, amazingly enough, through the years, two other women came to Christ just from watching me and getting to know what was special about me, which is just, you know, I can retire now. Right. And, um, and then God has actually brought in not only staff that turns out to be, you know, have really big hearts for Christ, but I would tell you right now that probably 80% of our clients are really strong believers. And that was never an intention. So it's beautiful because mm. not only am I able to hopefully preach the gospel at all times when necessary, use words, but my mm. staff is seeing the difference in the type of clients that we have. So mm. it's really beautiful. And it's gotten to a point where if somebody, um, we have a rule in the office that if you're going to be sick or something, you just send an email to the staff. So if somebody now sends an email that says, I'm really sick with the flu, I'm not going to be in. I'll respond back and say, I'll pray for you. I wouldn't have done that, you mm-hmm. know, five or 10 years ago. Mm. But it's just, it's just, God's been giving me a real comfort with that. So it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Because I, I've come to your office and there is definitely all types, all walks of life there. Oh, yeah. And yet the one thing that you feel when you walk in is loved. 
And it's amazing how, and the Bible tells us that, right? Love will conquer everything. It's just, we don't love people well. And when you walk in there, I, I mean, we mm-hmm. were just down at your, your new, new offices, office. which are amazing. And I literally left and I said, I just felt splashed, you know, and that's hmm. what we call the splash zone. It's like, I feel, I just felt loved and splashed and renewed and rehydrated so that I could face the day because we're all in a drought. We can get in a funk. We can get just stuck in a rut in our marriages, in our jobs, uh, dating, um, workplace, raising kids, whatever that is. So what would you tell to the woman listening right now, or even the guy who's listening and you're like, how do you refocus? How do you reset after 28 years? Want to get in there like you are? I walk into your place and it's like you just opened it. It's so exciting <laughs> there. It's true. Doesn't it feel like that? Buddy? It did. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a great place. And, yeah, and you're absolutely so right. We walked in and you just feel so welcomed and and your office is comfortable and the people that you that work with you um, they have a smile on their face. Yeah. They seem joyful. It's just it's great. Yeah. You don't feel pressured of yeah of uh, corporate the corporate world it's just a really kind of unusual for an ad agency for an ad (laughs) yeah it's usually running around screaming at each other yeah i i mean god's hand has been in it you know Mm -hmm. i mean i have jesus ceo the book right behind my desk and (laughs) i it's just uh you know it's god's company i'm just there to run it just Mm -hmm. like it's god's money i'm just here to help distribute it so um i've just been really really blessed it hasn't always been that way i mean i've had some tough years and as a matter of fact yes if i can tell another quick story regarding the our trip to haiti and i i don't know if you remember this but this is the mind blower of all mind blowers yes so we got back from the trip and i had all these pictures of these kids and I couldn't stop looking at them, and I couldn't stop sharing them mm. with the staff. And we'd go into staff meetings, and I'd start the staff meeting showing pictures of kids. And they were kind of realizing, wow, something's up with Cheryl. She's being a little bit different. And we were getting toward the end of the year, and it was also coming into that infamous Great Recession time, right? Right. I literally had to request of my staff to take 10% pay cuts. And um, so in a meeting in early January... So we had been to Haiti like three months before. Mm-hmm. I'm holding the meeting with the staff, and I'm saying, I know that I've just asked you all to take 10% pay cuts, but I need to be incredibly transparent with you about this because if you're not comfortable with it, I will invite you to go look for work somewhere else. And I said, before I pay you back the 10%, profits that we have are going to go to skip one to help feed these kids. And I remember thinking of this one particular staff member of mine who was just a real grind and everything, and he was all about money. And I thought, yeah, grind. I thought he's gonna, he's just gonna leave skid marks right now, right? right? And um, so I said, so I just want to share that with you. I'm gonna actually leave the room and let you guys talk about it. And then when you're Mm. done talking, call me back in because I want to make sure that we know who's on board and who's not. And so I went back to my office and I thought, oh, this is going to be really interesting. And literally within probably a minute, the grinder guy comes and gets me. He's the foreman. Yes. And he (laughs) calls me back in and he says, we're all in, which was absolutely amazing. But that is not the most amazing part because the moment we walked out of that meeting, my entire staff was in there except for our volunteer student intern receptionist who's sitting at the front desk watching the news and she looks at me and says Haiti just got hit by a 7.3 earthquake oh my gosh that was going on during the summit meeting at your office what and I'm thinking 
holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Grind standing next to me, he looks at me and he goes, looks like we're going to have to go make a lot of money. Wow. Oh, what a great Unbelievable. Story. Such a great story. Unbelievable. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. So, and it's beautiful too, going back to the work part. Now in our, when we interview potential staff members, one of the things that we tell them is when we go through the compensation, this and that, and we say, and at the end of the year, blah, 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 but before anybody gets bonuses, we, you know, we have our, our charity of choice that we work for and money goes to them first. So when I share, when I talk about profiteering, it has to be, you know, after that. And not only do people think that's awesome, I've, I've had three people I can think of right off the top of my head that literally said, I didn't necessarily want to come to work for you until I heard that. Wow. wow. Yeah. And two mm. that checked out Skip One and, and wanted to interview with, with me just because of our involvement with Skip One. So you know, wow. I, can't, I can't do this by myself. That's it's all right. you just open yourself up to the Lord and see what he does with you. It's so neat, though, because I feel like you're giving such an accurate picture of the church. So often people, you know, get right with the Lord or they decide to give their life over to the Lord. They think that they need to become a pastor or they need to go, you know, I'm going to go work for a church because I now found Jesus. And Jesus is like, no, could you go be the CEO in Newport Beach at this huge brand, Taylor's ad agency, and go show Jesus there? <laughs> and could you go be a tent maker? And could you go be a doctor? Could you go pick up the trash and be the, and just show Jesus there? Because the Bible's so clear that when we all get together, it smells like dung. <laughs> like there's a reason he wants us multiplying, as Francis Chan, my pastor, would say. Like, multiply, like get out there. Things grow that way. And mm. that's that's why the show is so important to Barbara and I. It's like we want to splash people with that kind of love and encouragement, but also focus to recognize that God has you right where you are. Now splash someone today. Mm -hmm. You splash people well, Cheryl. You do. What would you say to an aspiring, you know, entrepreneur or wants to be a CEO, but she also wants to be a mom? Because 28 years, you had to raise two boys. You still are married to the same man. Yeah. 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 As a mom, raising children and then you know, having your business. And I know it's, it's a struggle. And a lot of women are out there, they have a desire to be in business, which I know I did. I from a very young age, I had a desire to um, own my own company. I didn't know what that would be. But um, and it was all because I, okay, I'm gonna get real here. I lacked a lot of confidence, you know, I mean, I really didn't know that much. I got married when I was 19 and started my family. Um, and, and I think for me, I don't, it's funny, I even taught macrame in my garage just to, <laughs> just, just, just have a business, just to have a business. I made a little bit of change, you know, so nice. I could go I didn't know buy that. some lipstick or something at the time. <laughs> But, or, or I did, um, yeah, I'd have these home parties. I mean, you know me now. I'm always into some kind of home. For young living oils, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Just got an oil or, or for pillows that. or, yeah, coffee or whatever it would be. And I guess, you know, it's funny. I'm looking back at that now and I, I really realized, you know, I had this little desire to always have a little business, but I never really knew how to do it. And it was just something that, you know, kind of happened. But I know there's a lot of moms out there who, you know, would love to have their own business and yet they've, they're raising their family and, you know, can you balance all that? Can you do it well? And you've obviously done it well. Mm, I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) But what would your advice be, Cheryl, in terms of how did you put benchmarks in place while you were raising your kids, um, you and Sean, and you're a CEO, you're not Mm. just, you know, 
yeah. answering the telephone. Well, the reason why I started Brand Taylor's was actually because I had been working at an agency that was day and night, seven days a week, and they had me on a plane all the time. And I got to a point where I thought I'm going to put a name tag on for my kids to know who I am. And mm. I literally remember pulling over one night on the side of the 55 freeway heading home. It's 1030 at night. Everybody's asleep. I hadn't literally seen my kids awake in two or three days, and that was pretty normal. And I got home and I shook my husband awake and I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, mm. I have got to be with my kids. I absolutely have to. And he was so great because at the time we were working for the same agency. So, you know, we didn't know how that would impact his job if I said I was leaving. But he just looked at me and he said, just do it. I completely mm. support you. Mm. We'll, we'll see what happens. And so I literally walked in to quit, not knowing what I was going to do, just knowing that I wasn't doing what God wanted me to be doing. And so within a couple months of leaving, some clients were approaching me. And even at the time, I can't believe it, my previous boss actually approached me and he said, hey, if you want to do something on your own, small, and take these clients, I'm, I'm all for you, So, which was wow. amazing. But from that point on, you could kind of watch the growth of my agency by the height of my kids. <laughs> so when they're in preschool, I'd work four hours a day. And then put them to bed, and then I'd work till one in the morning, right? right? And then when they're eight years old, I'd work six hours a day. And then when they get into junior mm -hmm. high and they've got after school things, well, then I might actually work till five and mm -hmm. not have to work at night. So wow. I built the agency intentionally in a way where I could be a mom as much as I, you know, was able to. So, and, you know, with the invention of cell phones and things like mm -hmm. that, love hate relationship, <laughs> mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that helped out too. But, so uh, what I would say to moms is that, you know, first of all, pray about it. That would be my, my highest um, recommendation. But I think that you know, you know that you can do it if you really want to. If you need to do it, then that's a different sensation. Mm. It's probably a lot scarier because you're not looking that's at it as an option. Too. You're looking at it as a demand. Mm. And that kind of, you come at it with a whole different sensation that way, but I think that um, your kids will always be understanding as long as you make sure they know that they are absolutely first mm -hmm. in your life, along with your husband, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that you just keep letting them know that and um, showing it to them. Don't just say it, but show it and put boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so easy, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. the typical work week is 80 hours. It's so easy to just get sucked up in it. But you've got to start with boundaries and make sure that you just don't change those. Mm. Good advice. Mm. Great mm. advice. That is so good. Because your kids were older when you started the, I mean, yeah. well, you put your kids to work right away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're four, you're working four hours a day. You're six, you're working six hours. No, just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no, but gosh. I think it is interesting how mm -hmm. your agency shifted, like Cheryl said, mm -hmm. you know. But here's the number one question that I feel everyone listening is leaning in going, how did you hear from God? Because, mm -hmm. man, I mean, is mm -hmm. he going to email me? Is he going to knock on my door? Am I going to get a little text? Does he do Snapchat? I mean, <laughs> people want to know what God's will is. Like, what is it? I'll do it. I just don't know what it is. They have all these great options. So for you, how did you know? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't, not right away. I, I, I just kind of moved forward on my gut. 
believing that my gut was the response from prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I still don't know for a lot of it, to tell you right. the truth. But um, And that's what faith is, right? Yeah. It's being it was, sure of what we hope for and certain of what we can't see. Right. Well, God open those doors and he'll close those doors if we listen as the Spirit leads us. I mean, God knows the desires of our heart, and as we delight ourselves in Him, mm-hmm. He'll delight mm. Himself in us. And and so the question then to the listener and to me is, then what am I delighting myself in? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm delighting in personal fame or a bigger mm-hmm. office or more money, probably not be not going to be from God. Right. <laughs> I mean, success can come and God can bless us, but I know that for me. Um, I have to get my heart in such a place that it has no will of its own Mm -hmm. in regard to any given matter Mm -hmm. in order to find out what God's will is because I get in the way Mm -hmm. so often. But you're right. It's like when we take that first blind step of faith like Peter did out of the boat when the waves, you know, were crashing, the other 11 dudes stayed in the boat those disciples and we all know that they love Jesus, but he stepped out and he got to do something that no one in the history of the world has ever done to this day. He got to walk on water and I want walk on water moments in my life. I want to do things that no one in the history of the world has ever done. I mean, I think God wants to use all of us and us listening right now, but we are so in a drought and we're so dehydrated. We're missing these splash moments that God wants to do on our life because of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you didn't let fear paralyze That's you, right. Cheryl, at the end of the day. You're like, I didn't know for sure, but I'm going to step out because I've been praying about this. And this door opened. My husband said yes. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, pretty powerful. Yeah. And I knew that I knew one thing. I knew, <laughs> just I read the Bible, for me to spend time and be with my children and raise my children is a little bit more important than, you know, getting a great ad on a television commercial. So. Mm. That didn't take too much rocket science, but you know, the other thing that I'd love people to know, cause this is, this has been something really interesting for me to, um, look back on through the years when I was really passionate thinking that I'm, um, supposed to be going out there and preaching the gospel and, you know, standing on street corners and this and that, um, and that I wasn't going to be doing what God wanted me to do unless I was talking to hundreds of people or thousands of people. I really had mm-hmm. that that sensation. And um, I remember there were several years where every morning walking in to the office, I would just pray, Lord, just, you know, just let me change one person, just, you know, use me to change one person's life today. Use me to change one person's life. And, you know, a lot of years went by where I couldn't really feel that. And now looking back over 28 years, thinking that I didn't really didn't really have an opportunity to preach to that many people, even if it was just through actions. I've had hundreds of employees mm. and so many of them still stay in touch with me and say there was something very special about brand tailors. And the beautiful thing now is, well, you're not employed anymore. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> 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 but um, that was really fascinating for me. So mm. I think that, you know, that would be interesting for a lot of women that are in business that are really Throwing trying to figure out, out there. Yeah. yeah what's what's that all about yeah you know it only takes one but I got a whole lot more than one I just didn't realize it for a while that's right hmm. that's awesome yeah I think with social media Cheryl and you know <laughs> Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and your own YouTube channel I mean we're doing a podcast right now branding is getting done by people who don't even know what they're doing, right? I mean, people pay you a ton of money to brand their companies, put them in a certain light. What would you say to the person listening? How should we be branding ourselves? 
So the question that we ask clients when we start a branding process, it, it's pretty much the same question that I would ask of a person when they're branding themselves, whatever. And that is, what gets you out of bed in the morning besides a paycheck? Mm. And, you know, you can put a little twist on that, but it really, it's a very simple question. And the process of answering that and thinking about it, it really can come true as to what motivates you and who you are. And how would you say we get to the heart of what we stand for? How, how do we, it's one thing to like, I love what I get out, you know, I know what my why is to get out of bed, you know, and, and I feel like I agree with you when you know your why you can get through any how mm-hmm. <laughs> period. But how I really want to draw the line because God says in the Bible, that he draws the line at our hearts and there's so much stuff out there that's just noise that I don't even think people really want to be known for at the end of their life. Mm-hmm. So how can we maybe help them shift the atmosphere a little bit? Here you are an expert at this. People pay you hundreds if not millions of dollars to brand their huge multi-million dollar companies. If someone is on social media or starting their own thing or wanting to put themselves out there as a girl who loves Jesus or a girl who wants to be in makeup or a girl who wants to show you fashion, what advice would you give her? Well, especially with all the the social media today and all of the um, open communication, transparency is the only thing that really works that people believe anymore. It's all about trust, right? Mm -hmm. And trust comes from transparency. And I think, you know, think about it. If you're a person and you're trying to figure out, how do I put myself out there? The good, the bad, the ugly, let it show. Be transparent and, and see how that feels and see how, you know, it aligns with your faith and your beliefs. But just being yourself but not being afraid mm. of being yourself and realizing that God doesn't expect you to be perfect mm-hmm. he just expects or you a duplicator to be, right to be somebody else yeah but you're not he loves yeah. you no matter what so be you and be real because you're going to be able to help other people more by sharing your imperfections than by pretending to be perfect mm. that's so good true. that is we have just loved having you and I hope you'll come back and I will send a link on my website to that book. Is it, is it Jesus is my CEO? What is that? Yes, Jesus okay. Is that my just CEO. sounds amazing. Oh, I actually yeah. would like to read that. <laughs> Jesus is my CEO. Hashtag that kids. Um, but thank you for joining us. I love thank it. You, thank Cheryl. you guys. And I just want to encourage everyone listening to go out and splash someone today. Have a little fun. Mm. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 